0: For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.
2: What is going on, guys? Back with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. That Bulls game hurt, man. It did. Um, I thought he was gonna get the dub, but DeMar DeRozan once again, back to back nights. I mean, he went in, bro. What can you say? Let's get right into it.
0: Locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: What is going on, guys? It is your boy DNA back at you with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms, Ed. man, tough loss, tough loss. I mean, when a guy like DeRozan hits a shot like he did on a back-to-back night, what can you do about it, man? How you feel about the game?
3: There were definitely some positives that came out from the game for sure. Um, I love point guard Bradley Bill. I love what I saw from him, 25. For him to have 25 points and a career high and 17 assists, I mean, wow. He seriously almost had a 20-20 game and you know I want to look at the turnovers as well uh he only had two turnovers like that's ridiculous his assist to turnover ratio so we did lose the game and I'm not about moral victories or anything like that but there were definitely some positives that came out the game um Kyle Kuzma his confidence is shooting through the roof right now Twenty twenty nine 29 points 12 boards uh but just to get to a game take DeMar DeRozan that three was just it was crazy I mean that's the only three that he shot the whole game and he doesn't even shoot threes like that's not his game. We know he has an old school 1990s kind of game where he wants to shoot mid-range jumpers, fadeaway jumpers all the time. And, you know, he he definitely got some calls. There were some questionable calls. I'm not going to blame the game on the refs, but I thought Denny was straight up, honestly. And I know Wes Unsell Jr. challenged it and they still gave him the foul call. I thought, honestly, when um, Vucevic got that off as a rebound, I didn't think that was an and one at all. Anthony Gill does have that box out, but I thought that was an awful – uh, and one call there, um, and then there was another questionable call where Demar Derozan did a spin move, and, and they called a foul on Denny. Denny fouled out uh, with a couple seconds left. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got to tip my cap to those guys. Zach, Zach Levine got hot from the three point line. We had to, we have to defend the three point line better. Kobe White hit some big shots. Vucevic made some big plays, and the Bulls are the number one team in the East right now. They're twenty four and ten. They they got a streak going. They're a good team. They are a good team, and we battled hard with a lot of guys out. They got guys out too. Uh, but offensively, I thought it was a great game. Once again, I thought there were some positives. Denny was cutting really well. He, him and Bradley Bill had a nice little two-man game going. Denny cut to the basket. had a couple easy layups. Anthony Gill was playing well. This was Daniel Gafford's revenge game. And, you know, maybe we'll discuss, you know, a debate on whether Gafford should have finished the game rather than Anthony Gill. Anthony Gill was playing good ball. Uh, unfortunately, he's in the protocols now. So it's like once a player starts playing well, They end up in health and safety protocol. The same thing with Brad Wanamaker. I really wanted to see Brad Wanamaker play more. Uh, But Gafford was playing well. I mean, there was a point where he was eight for eight from the field and had, what, 19 points against his um, revenge against the Chicago Bulls. Troy Brown Jr. came back to D.C. as well. Um, You know, we could debate. I mean, people could debate back and forth whether uh, Gafford should have finished the game or Anthony Gill should have finished the game. Uh, But Gill not getting that rebound did hurt. The, the The technical foul with the six men on the court, that hurt us as well in the beginning. Um, but, yeah, we have to defend the three-point line. The crazy thing is points in the paint. We we dominated the Chicago, the Chicago Bulls in the points in the paint. You look at the stat sheet and it's like automatically you look at the stat sheet and you, you're like, okay, the Wizards won this game. But, you know, you can't always look at the stat. You have to watch the game. You have to watch the game for a reason, of course. Um, we had 72 points in the paint. They had 30 points in the paint. That's insane. Like the differential 40. We have literally 40 more points in the paint. Then they did. We actually did a good job defending the paint, but we just didn't do a good job defending the three-point line. Um, And once again, we're just, a, we're just an awful three-point shooting team. We are. Six for 27 from the three-point line is just terrible. 22% from the three, and the Bulls are the number one three-point shooting percentage. They have the best three-point shooting percentage in the league, and it showed. Zach Levine was hitting threes left and right. We did not step up on him on those screens, and he was knocking it down. But um there's definitely some some negatives to the game and definitely some positives like i said i love the way kyle kuzma's playing i want to see bradley bill playing point guard a little some more you know even when danny witty comes back i want to see him play point guard more because if he's going to come out there and and dish the ball and get guys involved gafford this was a game where bradley bill made teammates better when we question Thanks. every night is he um a max player or should we give him the salary 35 percent of the salary cap if he's going to play and have you know, double-digit assists, or at least eight or seven assists, and twenty-five points or thirty points a game. We're gonna win a lot of games if he plays like that. So, not every night is Demar Derozan gonna come out and hit a pump fake and pump fake twice and hit it three in the corner. So, like I said, there was some, there was definitely some negatives, but I feel like even though it was a loss, there was more positive play from the team as a whole in this game.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think. I think I I liked what I seen from Kuzma, man. Kuzma getting downhill. He's big, 6'10". But he's getting downhill. I mean, he's definitely a different kind of player. I mean, I was impressed. 12 for 18 from the field. Hit the big three that should have been the game winner, but sadly wasn't. 29 points, 12 rebounds, double-double. I was impressed. I, I was definitely impressed with Kyle Kuzma play. I mean, he did it against... In the last game, before the game against the Bulls, I forgot who the Wizards played. For some reason, it's going blank. But Cavaliers. uh, Cavaliers, yes, Cavaliers. He was doing it against the Cavaliers. He was getting downhill. He was getting to the basket. And he was doing it tonight, I mean, yesterday, against the Chicago Bulls. So I want him to keep that up for sure. Point guard Bradley Bill. I, I think I'm interested in that, man. 17 assists, career high in assists. I mean, I know it was a stint with James Harden when they were running him at point guard, and the Rockets ended up winning like 55 games or something like that. I wouldn't mind seeing more point guard Bradley Bill. And you surround him with some shooters, and you see where that could take you. I'm interested in that. 27 and 17 games. that's that's That was really good. I think Bradley Bill had a pretty good performance, even though he shot 8 for 20. I know. Um. He missed a couple free throws, uh big free throws down the stretch. But I mean, all in all, I I definitely think he's getting back to that all-star level of play that he was at previously last season. The threes, man. The Wizards got to make their threes. I think that was the biggest game, I mean the biggest game changer against the Bulls, man. Uh, Bulls shot 50% from the three. The Wizards shot 22% from the three. They got to be able to hit their open threes. And it's not like the Wizards were shooting contested threes all game. These were open threes the Wizards were missing. They got to be able to make those threes. It it was the biggest difference in this game, in my opinion. If the Wizards shoot the three ball against the Bulls at a decent clip, I I think the Rosen shot wouldn't have mattered. I think the Wizards could have put up at least 130 on the Bulls. But sadly, their three-point wasn't falling, which we as Wizards fans have become accustomed to, I mean, they got to fix the three-point shooting, but the, the the Bulls played a lot of ISO ball. I mean, they only had 17 assists as a team compared to the Wizards, what, 26? The Wizards were moving the ball. I mean, the Bulls were making a lot of tough contested shots, especially late game. You know, DeRozan, when he gets the backing guys down, Zach Levine as well, they get into the ISO game a lot, they were just knocking down the tough shots. I mean, the interesting thing, I would say, is the Gill, Anthony Gill, playing late and closing out over Daniel Gafford, who was having a pretty good game himself. He had 19 points with eight rebounds. But, I mean, I know, and Wes Sunso Jr. said it after the game, he was kind of looking more of the spacing of it. And he thought Gill was playing a good game, which he was. And we'll talk about Gill later, because now he's on the COVID list. He just had a decent game, and he's on the COVID list now. So... I mean it was tough man. This was definitely a winnable game. Wizards got to make their open threes. I mean, when you, but when you shoot 48% from the field like the Bulls did and 50% from 3, like the Bulls did, it's tough. You know, it's tough man, but I think the Wizards bricking their threes and the Bulls making their threes was the biggest difference in this game.
3: Definitely, yeah. And uh it, it was a measuring stick game. And we we got to take care of the Hornets. We'll we'll get in that later today too but um we'll talk about some more individual performances like corey kispert i thought he had a solid game and uh we'll talk about you know who's in and out and kind of more uh more talk about you know what's so jr and anthony gill and, and daniel gafford but before we do get into that uh, we do have a word from bill bar
2: yes sir yes we do it's the new year so that means new year's resolutions if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier Make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring by like week three. You might want to be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw all the sugary or calorie filled treats and replace them with built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Bill Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Bill is coming out with new, limited-time flavors, so check out Bill.com often to see what's new. The offer is to go to Bill.com, use promo code, and get 50% off your order. Use promo
0: code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com.
2: Also guys, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube
0: channel. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: So, Ed, <sighs> I'm still hurt. I'm not going to lie to you, man. You know, <laughs> the whole was went by, but I'm, but I'm still hurt. But um, is there any other players that specifically or any other talking points about the game that interested you?
3: Yeah, it definitely um, felt kind of like the LeBron Cavaliers game from 2017, I want to say, 2016, where he had the shot off the backboard and Kevin Love had another shot off the backboard. It was just like that, where we were winning the whole game. We just got to finish this game. But um, to get back, so this was a note, too, from Neil DeLaw, who came on the show a couple weeks ago. He says, the NBA's last two-minute report says the only missed call in the Wizards-Bulls game was Anthony Gill, not getting called for a defensive three seconds with 16 seconds left in the game. I thought that was ridiculous. I think they definitely could have reviewed that Vucevic and one. That's terrible. That should have been a, a missed call as well. And the uh, Demar Derozan should have been a, a missed call as well. But um, when we do defend him next time, we just got, we have to know we have to be more disciplined. And he's playing at an MVP level right now. He really is. I think he's top five in like the MVP candidate list. Especially hitting these back to back game winners is going to boost his um, MVP, MVP uh, status or All Star status. Um, you just cannot go for any pump fakes on Demar Derozan. You just can't. And exactly when you got you got to defend the three point line. Um, as far as the Gafford, Anthony Gill thing that, you know, people are debating about on social media. I know Wes Unseld Jr. just said it's a calculated risk. I understood that, you know, he wanted to defend better with the switches because Vucevic can shoot threes. Everybody on the court can shoot threes except for DeMar DeRozan. So DeMar DeRozan was really playing like a point guard sometimes, um, just getting to the basket and dishing it out to Kobe White and, and Zach Levine and Derrick Jones Jr. It hit a couple threes last night as well. Um, But uh gaffer was playing good ball man he was he that third quarter i want to say he had 10 points and about four rebounds in just one quarter that third quarter um so i i i definitely would have played him in the last two minutes especially for the rebounding purpose as well anthony gill missing that rebound was really bad it really hurt us anthony gill played he had a great game for anthony gill you know on the broadcast they said that uh anthony gill was probably the best 15th man in the league and you know something that nobody cares about but he probably is he made a three-pointer and he, he actually – he can be a stretch five, which is something that we don't have right now. We're waiting on Thomas Bryant to be back. Uh, we got to that Thomas Bryant, Spencer Dinwiddie, Rui, Trez, Aaron Holiday, Howell, and that old Brad Ronald Maker, they're all still in protocols, and they're not going to be available tomorrow. Bertans is going to be back tomorrow. But um, honestly, if it were up to me, I, I probably would have – I, I would have let Gaffer fin- finish that last two minutes because he barely played in the fourth quarter. When I did rewatch the game, it wasn't like Gaffer got blown by because I know the explanation is the switching – and I, I didn't see Gaffer get blown by or give up a three while he was in there for the fourth quarter. He only played about one minute or really two minutes in the fourth quarter. And, and I gotta give a shout out to Corey Kispert. Corey Kispert is developing, he's getting mm-hmm. better. He is I don't want to forget about him. He is playing better. You look at the stats, he was t- he had 10 points, still didn't make a three. He was 0 for two from the three. So he, he has not been shooting the three-point ball well, the three-point shot well, mm-hmm. but he's doing something that Bertans, you know, I don't I don't want to harp on Bertans all the time, but he's giving you more than what Bertans gives you. You know, he actually had a I'm not going to say Kispert actually had a dunk, because Kispert's athletic. He is athletic. Right. Um, he showed that off against Zaga. He had a nice dunk. And um, he's been cutting to the basket. Him and Denny are probably our best cutters on a roster right now. So, And Bradley Beal got a couple assists to Corey Kispert just because Corey Kispert kept cutting to the basket. So if guys keep doing that and moving without the basketball, Corey Kispert, his playing time could go up as well. So I, I, I want to give Kispert mm-hmm. a little shout-out too.
2: Yeah, I, I would say uh, Corey Kispert – I have been impressed with him being able to do other things outside of shoot threes, even though you would like to see him shoot the three because that's what he was drafted for. right? Um, But the cutting to the basket and everything like that, showing that he's more than just a shooter, is very good. I mean, hopefully the shooting comes along more consistently because we've seen him have good shooting games from the three. But we want to see that more consistently. So that's what I would say for him. I mean, and once again with the gaffer thing, You can look at it and say maybe if Gafford's in the game, Vucevic doesn't get that rebound after DeRozan missed free throw and get that and one. And maybe the Wizards aren't in that position at the end of the game for DeRozan to hit the game winner. I mean, but when you got guys like Kyle Pope, who I think had a decent game as well, but three for 10 from three, man, that hurts. You know, that hurts. If it was Bertans, we would be more upset. But since it's KCP, we're not. But still, (laughs) I mean you're putting up 10 threes, you will hope to make more than just three of them. But, I mean, I think Denny, it was tough. Him being him filing out was tough. The foul calls I recalled on him were tough. I mean, I know the last two-minute report said that they were the correct call, but, I mean, you breathe on DeRozan and he going to the line. So it, it was tough, man, and you can look at it like, Maybe if it was Denny Avdi out there and not Corey Kispert on DeRozan, maybe, you know, DeRozan right. doesn't make that shot. But, you know, I mean, you can't really go on uh what ifs and all the buts and things like that. But, I mean, all in all, as a team, they competed. They competed. I think... I think the Bradley Bill at point guard, man. I'm very interested about that. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really interested to see more because I know Dinwiddie isn't going to be playing in Charlotte. He's still out in protocol. So we should get more Bradley Bill at point. I mean, I'm interested in it. Oh, eh? how <laughs> interested you are. But I'm I very know... intrigued. I'm very yeah, intrigued. Yeah, yeah. definitely. definitely. Um, any last thoughts you got before we get into this preview about the Hornets game?
3: Yeah, um, no, that's, that's really it. You know, the ball didn't bounce our way a couple times. KCP, I forgot to talk about him, too. I thought he shot the ball. He didn't shoot the ball well numbers-wise. He did hit some big threes. He had 13 points, eight rebounds. He had a nice strip on DeMar DeRozan, but we just didn't come up with the ball at the end. Uh, so that was unfortunate. But I, KCP has played better as of late. But, um, no, we can definitely get into this Hornets game because it's a big game. We're 18-18 now. There, If you look at the standings, Put the standards real quick. I know we're the eighth seed at the moment, but we could easily drop down to the ninth very easily. The Toronto Raptors are right yeah. on our heels at sixteen to seventeen. The Boston Celtics just lost tonight too, so they're seventeen and nineteen. Um, spots seven through ten are just everybody's right in that same range. The Hornets are nineteen to seventeen, so you could lose one game and you could drop to the tenth to the ninth or tenth seed. You could win one game and you could yeah. go up to the seventh seed. So, um, it, it's this is this is a it's it's, a, it's very early still in the season, but th- this is a pretty big game pretty big game
2: tomorrow night. Yeah, I would say it is, too. You know, I think it's – I mean, these games are starting to come. We're getting closer and closer to um, the trade deadline, you know, that halfway mark of the season. These games are starting to come more and more. And I'm looking at the last game that was just played against the Hornets, which they obviously lost at home. The Hornets shot 48% from three. That can't happen. You know, I know the Bulls just came in and shot 50% from three. The Wizards got to show up that three-point defense, man. They, they really do. I know in that game against the Hornets, I'm looking now. Yeah, it was Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier, he killed the Wizards. I mean, he dropped 32 points, eight for 11 from the three. That cannot happen this game. <laughs> they cannot let Scary Terry be Scary Terry. You know, they they got to D up on him. They got to defend the three-point line. Once again, they got to defend the paint. I said that as key points against the Bulls. I said they got to defend the paint and do a decent job at that. They got to do a decent job of defending the three. You look at the numbers, the Bulls shot well from the field and they shot well from three. So I would say they didn't, the Wizards didn't do a good job on that. They got to do better against the Hornets, man. If they want to win this game, they got to. I know the Hornets want to get out and run. I'm looking for another big game from Daniel Gafford, man. A 30 plus minute game from him. The Hornets struggle. Against opposing bigs, they struggle with the rebounding against opposing bigs as well. I'm looking for a double double performance from Daniel Gaffer, like a 15 and 12 type of game. Now, I'll say that's my bold prediction as well, you know, 15 and 12 type of game from Daniel Gaffer. But my main points defend the paint, please, please, please defend the three and make your threes. Those are my three right there.
3: Yeah, so we have lost two against the Hornets. Um Spencer Dimon, he's not playing, but he's he was really he um was underwhelming when he played against the Hornets. Mm-hmm. Um like you said, once again, they're bigs. They just don't have a lot of bigs. It's Mason Plumlee. I remember last I kept getting Mason or Miles or whichever one it was. I know they got Nick Richards too, but I gotta I gotta look at their roster too, because you know the rosters are changing so much. They're losing to the Suns right now at 102 to 69 at home. And the Suns are a good team. So they're going to be coming off a back-to-back. So I know it's going to be hard uh, for the Hornets. But, yeah, they got Mason Plumlee. He's, he's their starting big. They still got Nick Richards. So it's basically that same team. Um, they let us up from the three-point line. Like you said, Terry Rozier, he, he just went crazy last game. Mm-hmm. He got hot. And he's a microwave player. You cannot let him get confidence. You cannot let him get going. He was doing a sham god on the Wizards the last time we played. Last time we played him, Trez had a huge game. Um, Gaff had a big game that first game too. So from the from the big men standpoint, we're gonna need guys to step up. We're gonna be very thin at the five. He's gonna be the only center. alizé Johnson is gonna be there too. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of undersized too. When you look at it. I think he's like six nine or six eight. But point guard Bradley Bill, we're gonna need Brad to step up defensively too. We might need him to guard LaMelo. You know, it could be Tremont Waters, but honestly, I Brad might have to guard LaMelo. We might have to put Denny on him too. But they got Miles Bridges too. And Gordon Hayward, they, they got a good team. Last time we played them, too, we, we out-rebounded. It was a crazy stat that we out-rebounded them so much. Like, Trez had a double-double. Um, It was ridiculous, kind of like the points on the paint thing with the Bulls where we scored 40 more points on the paint. So, um, mm. defending the paint, the Hornets are fifth in fast-break points. They love to get out the run. They they love to get out and run. They want this to be a track meet. Mm. And, honestly, we've actually started to run more and push the ball more. So, if it, if it does get into a track meet – I'm not as concerned as it was, you know, a couple of games before, where if it gets into a track meet, we might get blown out. I think we can actually uh, play in a track meet type of game. So, um, but Kyle Kuzma, he's going to be the extractor again. We're going to need him to step up. My bold prediction probably would be another uh, big Kuz game. I, I think he's going to have at least 25 points in this game. But protecting the paint, defending the three point line, guarding a Lamelo Ball, not letting him get penetration to the basket, because once he gets into the paint. It's over. He finds shooters. He's going to hit a floater. He's very crafty. He carries the ball a lot, but they don't call it. Uh, but once he gets going, and Kelly Oubre hurt us last night, too, the former Wiz- – I mean, the last time we played him, the former mm-hmm. wizard. We have to defend the three-point line and rebound and take advantage of them not having a lot of bigs, which is Miles Plumman and Nick Richards. Uh, big game for Gaff. Can't get in foul trouble. Um, and keep cutting. Keep cutting. Kisper keep cutting. Denny keep cutting, moving without the basketball. A lot of pick and roll ball movement. I love what I saw uh, against the Bulls and against the Cavaliers. Keep up that ball movement.
2: Yeah. I mean, the ball movement has been great. I agree. I've been loving the ball movement. The ball's not sticking. If they could just get their defense back, man, to where it was early in the season, they'd be looking good. I mean, the offense, they're running with more pace, it seems like. I mean, they've they've been moving the ball the last couple games. Issue is they're, they're just having some issues defending the paint and defending the three-point line consistently. If they can show that up, I I think they will be looking good again. But I don't know if they can rekindle that magic, maybe when everybody gets healthy again. I don't know, maybe a trade. Who knows? But until they can show up that three-point defense, especially because they let Kelly Oubre go off from three, or they let Terry Rozier go off from three, or LaMelo. I mean, it's going to be a long day. So. That's all we got for you guys today. Oh, Ed, bold prediction, bold prediction.
3: Um, Yeah, I'm going to say Kuzma gets 25-10 and 10 again, another double-double, because mm-hmm. he's playing really well. I love how he went coast-to-coast against the Bulls. Um, Also, nugget, too, Tommy Shepard, we forgot to talk about, talk about this. He did say that Rui, I don't, I don't know oh, if yeah. we talked about it last episode, he did say that Rui would have played against the Miami Heat if it was not mm-hmm. for the uh, protocols. Um, So he could be back any day now. This is this is this is good news. I can't wait to see it. But yeah, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say we're gonna get sixty points um, in a paint as a team. That's gonna be my backup bold prediction.
2: Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, guys, that is all we have for you today. Thank you for joining us and making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every single day. Now for your second listen, Locked On Bets your daily one stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Well, guys, the Wizards have struggled with the Hornets this season. Hopefully they can break that chin tomorrow.
3: Yes, sir. tomorrow night at 7. Just want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube and hit the notification bell. And subscribe to the podcast on all platforms. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good one. Hell to the Wizards. Peace.